Twitter Tuesday is coming your way here on the Lachlan Giants Podcast Plus. What's in the box? We're going to find out on this show, so stick around. You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Trainer here with you, and it is Twitter Tuesday, and we have tweets, we have your questions submitted via email, and ladies and gentlemen, in case you uh, aren't aware, I hit 2,000 subscribers over the weekend. Actually, I think right now I'm at 2,100 or something like that, which means... I'm going to open this box and we are going to find out what is in this box. And oh, by the way, I have an announcement that I want to make that I hope you guys and gals are going to like. So we are going to open this box later. I'll have that announcement later. I have your Twitter questions coming up. So jam-packed show today. But first, uh, let me send a shout out to today's co-sponsor of the Locked on Giants podcast, Get Upside. Just download the free Get Upside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank at participating gas stations. Thank you all so much for making the Locked on Giants podcast your first listen of the day, or if you're watching us on YouTube, your first watch of the day. So I'm excited to get into your questions. We have about a dozen questions today. Uh, let's do this. How, okay, let's get right into this. We're going to start off with the Twitter questions. And we are going to kick off with one from Daniel Moore via Twitter, who writes, what's your best case scenario right now for number five and number seven? And do you see either edge guy dropping to number five? Um, hmm. You know what, Daniel? I don't think an edge guy is going to drop. I've got to, I'll be honest with you. I've got to look at the top of the draft a little bit better. But what I can tell you for for um, for number five and number seven, I'm keeping an eye to see what Carolina does at number six because Carolina is believed to be in the market for a quarterback. And are there teams maybe behind the Panthers that are also quarterback needy that might want to come up and trade for the fifth overall pick? So... In a way, that question is kind of premature because it's going to depend on what happens in free agency. But I would not be surprised if uh, the Giants trade down one of their, their top uh, seven picks there. Um, if I had a guess, I would probably say maybe they drop number five. They trade down with a quarterback needy team. But again, a lot's going to depend on what Carolina does and, um, you know, I'd have to look at that a little bit more. I'll, I'll outline some scenarios for you in the coming, you know, in the coming shows or something like that. But or maybe over on Giants Country, I'll outline some uh, scenarios. But I would not be surprised if the Giants trade one of those two picks for cap purposes, number one, and number two to build up draft capital, not just this year, but also potentially for next year. So I've got to work through that, and I will work through that, and uh, I'll be able to give you a little better answer. Um, once I've had a chance to go through that. But uh, to answer your main question, 
I would be surprised if the the top edge rushers fall to number five because quite honestly, those guys go like hotcakes. And in a draft where you know there's no consensus on a number one quarterback, um, I could see pass rusher really flying off the board by the time the Giants go on the clock if they stay on the clock at number five. So thanks for that question, Daniel. Uh, question number two comes from James A. Why the reunion with Davis Webb? Why not bring in Mitchell Trubisky uh, to compete with Daniel Jones and teach him the Bills system? If Jones goes down, do they really want to hand the keys to Webb? Also, wouldn't Fromm serve the same role as Webb in terms of the Bills system knowledge? All right, James, thanks for that question. Uh, James, of course, is referring to the fact that the Giants signed Davis Webb, who um, was their 2017 third-round draft pick, but who was cut in 2018 unceremoniously. Uh, they signed him on Monday to a uh, reserve futures contract. So James, the answer to the first part of your question, and quite honestly, I, let, let me just say, I thought maybe Mitchell Trubisky might be on the team's radar, but here's, here's what else I'm thinking here. Trubisky might be a little too expensive. You know, you've got Webb signed to a reserve futures contract, which means right now he's not going to count against the top 51. He, if he makes the roster, is going to earn the bare minimum. So it's a it's a cap-related move, I think. I also recall either hearing or reading, I know I, I saw it someplace, but there was talk that perhaps the Bills were going to let Mitchell Trubisky walk and promote Davis Webb to number two behind Josh Allen. So if that's the case, if they were willing to let Trubisky walk and promote Davis Webb, that means they were pretty, you know, happy with how Davis Webb was developing. You got to remember, Davis Webb has been away now for what, three years, four years? He's not the same quarterback he was. He's He's grown. Um, he's matured. He doesn't have a whole lot of experience, um, but you know he does know the Bills system. He uh, familiar with D uh, Brian Dable's system, which is going to be obviously tweaked uh, with some input from Mike Kafka. But uh, but yeah, that's that's what I think um, the reasoning is there. And you asked about Jake Fromm. I think with Jake Fromm, maybe they feel he's not as developed or as far along. And, um, you know, look, we can all probably agree that the Giants need somebody who knows what they're doing behind Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has shown that um, he can't stay healthy and the chances of him missing time are probably going to be high. So Davis Webb, I think the Giants see him as a better option over um, Jake Fromm. That doesn't mean Jake Fromm won't get an opportunity to compete. I think he will. But I think that's what they're looking at. Now, as far as, you know, teaching the system, Davis Webb is the son of a football coach. And let me tell you something. He is a super smart guy. I mean, that kid, when he was with the Giants, had volumes of notebooks, not just single subject notebooks, but volumes. He was so detailed oriented. So Dable and having worked with him, probably feels that he has a better grasp on the offense or as good a grasp as anybody. So don't rule that out. You know, uh, Davis Webb was a very, uh, was very meticulous when it came to paying attention to detail 
and uh, just taking note of every little thing. He was a constantly asking questions at one point i can remember him joking with me that uh you know he was probably driving eli manning nuts at the time because he was asking so many questions but uh i think that is the reason james that they they went or all those reasons i just gave you actually is why they went with davis webb so we'll see i mean when a player is signed to a reserve futures contract doesn't mean he's going to make the roster but you know We'll see if he does or if the Giants go with it in a different direction with a different quarterback. So, all right, thanks for that question. Up next, we hear from that shy guy who has become a regular on the podcast who writes, if the Giants trade back in the first round to get more draft capital, who do you think they should target if they're in the 15th to 25th range? Um, Hmm. You know, I haven't run a mock draft projection but I don't, I don't know that the Giants are going to drop 15 to 25. I, I think that might be too low. But I would like to see the Giants draft an offensive lineman if they do drop down in the, in the uh, first round. Now, are you talking if they drop from number five to, say, number 12? Are you talking are they, if they drop from number seven to, say, 19? I mean, it's kind of a wide range, but I would say that I want to see the Giants come away with at least one offensive lineman, preferably in the first round, um, or an edge rusher, depending on, you know, who's there. And, and again, you know, it's kind of hard not having run a simulation and not knowing if, again, to me, the Panthers are the key to this draft as far as the Giants are concerned. The Panthers, do they take a quarterback at number six? And therefore, does a team, you know, in realizing that, want to move ahead of them? So there's a lot of variables right now that make make these types of questions really hard to answer. But I don't think the Giants are going to drop too far down if they do trade back. Um, Certainly not to number 25. I just don't see that happening. I don't see them going beyond 15, to be honest with you. So uh, that's kind of where I think things are right now. That's subject to change, obviously, but kind of where I see things going. All right, Giant fans, you're listening to the Locked on Giants podcast with Patricia Trainer. We have a Twitter Tuesday. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more of your questions, plus what's in the box. All right, Giant fans, we have more on today's Locked on Giants podcast, Twitter Tuesday. Plus, we're going to open the box. The mystery box is going to be open and there might be an announcement to go along with that. But first, Bet Online has everything you need to bet on sports and Vegas games this year. BetOnline.net has basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Uh, their coverage is just the best in the business, and it's real easy to put, make and place your bets. So head on over to BetOnline.net to see all their special offers, props, and odds, and to place your bets. That's BetOnline.net, where the game starts. All right, Giant fans, more still to come on today's show, but first, the Get Upside app which you can download for free from Google Play or the App Store, offers savings every time you fill out at the pump at participating gas stations. Sign up today for your free account and use our special promo code TOUCHDOWN to get at least 25 cents per gallon or more back on your first fill-up, again, at participating gas stations. You can cash out anytime you'd like to your bank account via PayPal or get an e-gift card to Amazon or other brands. Again, that code is touchdown and that app 
to help you save when you fill up at the pump is Get Upside. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. I am Patricia Trena, and I am very grateful to you all who have uh, made it possible for me to hit 2,000 subscribers. I'm over actually uh, 2,000 subscribers right now on YouTube. So again, thank you. And also thank you to those who uh, subscribe to the show on Apple iTunes, Google Play, and wherever you get your podcasts. I can't forget about you guys and gals. Um, I don't know what the numbers are. They don't really tell us what the numbers are as far as subscriptions go on the audio platforms. But um, I have seen... um, an increase in, in the downloads on the show on the audio platforms. And I can't thank you guys enough for that. I really appreciate it. And uh, before I get into your next batch of questions, just a, a quick programming note. I'm going to do a solo show tomorrow, meaning um, I'm going to have a question, a burning question that I'm going to debate on the air. And I'm going to invite you guys and gals to debate with me as well. And then Thursday, I have a guest schedule. This is tentative, but I think it's going to happen. And uh, this guest is somebody I've had on the program before, not recently, but I've had this person on the program before. And uh, I'll give you a hint. We're going to talk a little bit about the prospective Giants offense under Brian Dable and Mike Kafka. So that is the plan for Thursday. Uh, It should happen. Um, If something changes, I will let you know Wednesday. But that's what we're looking at. So hope you will tune in, trying to get you guys and gals the best possible content I can during this off season, especially until free agency starts. So that said, let's get back to your questions. Michael B has a question about coaches. Who, in your opinion, should the Giants get for linebackers coach, wide receiver coach, de- defensive line coach, and running back coach to fill the vacancies? And best guess is who our DC will be. Um, I'll answer the DC question now, just disclaimer here, as I record this, this is Monday night I'm recording it. So no word has been uh, made as far as who the DC is going to be, the defensive coordinator. I suspect it's going to be Wink Martindale. I know the three finalists are Wink Martindale, former Ravens defensive coordinator, uh, Steve Wilkes, who worked um, at one point with uh, Sean McDermott, the head coach in Buffalo, when they were with Carolina and Sean Desai. Now, um, the problem with trying to forecast who the defensive line coach and the the linebacker coach is, is I don't know if the Giants are going to run a 3-4 base or a, a 4-3. Depends on who they hire. Again, I think it's going to be Wink Martindale, but that's just my guess. So I'll be honest with you, Michael, I haven't really thought about it because Um, It depends on who the defensive coordinator is. Again, if it's a 3-4 defensive coordinator like Wink Martindale, maybe they go in a different direction with their D-line and linebacker coach choices. Whereas if it's a 4-3, they go in another direction. So I've kind of, you know, I haven't thought past the defensive coordinator, if I'm being honest with you. So, hey, listen, though, I would love to hear who your choices are. So drop me a line or or uh, post a comment below. I'd love to hear who you think the um, the, the position coaches are going to be. Um, now, you also asked about the running backs coach. And again, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't thought about it. Um, there's so many different options. And, you know, um, I 
I, I know Burton Burns isn't coming back because I knew he was planning to retire at the end of the year. Uh, I know they tried to get the uh, gentleman from Notre Dame, whose name escapes me, I apologize. Um, and he decided to go back to Notre Dame. Beyond that, I haven't really thought about it. I, I, I you know, when it comes to the position coaches, I, it's just, okay, once we hear who they are, I kind of just do my homework on them and see who they developed and, you know, try to learn as much as I can about them. And I go from there. But really, the only ones I start to hedge bets on are the coordinators. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, defensive coordinator, my guess is, is it's going to be Wink. Now, we'll see if I'm right or wrong. I, like I said, um, Sean Desai and, and uh, Steve Wilkes are very much in the, in the mix. So we'll see if it's one of those. All right, this next question comes from Donald L., who writes, quarterbacks are always a big topic of conversation this time of year. My question is, if we look back on the list, say 15 to 20 years of quarterbacks who were the quarterback one for each year, and what happened to them, what is the perception of them now? Wow, Donald, that's a big, big topic right there. And, and quite honestly, it's a little bit ambiguous. When you, when you say perception, are you thinking in terms of success rates, Super Bowls, all pro Barts? Um, I'm, I'm really not sure where to go, what direction to go in with that question. And the other thing, Donald, you got to remember is the game's kind of evolved over the last 15 to 20 years. So I don't know that you can necessarily compare and contrast guys um, that played the game 15 years ago, 20 years ago with those who are playing today. So I'd like a little more clarification, if you can, on that question, Don. Send me a, a, another email with some clarifications specifically so that I can maybe do uh, do a little bit of research for our future uh, Twitter mailbag and see if I can't give you an answer. Because right now, that's just really ambiguous um, when you're talking perception, perception of the quarterbacks from 15 to 20 years ago. You're talking probably a lot of quarterbacks in some teams' cases, so... You know, if you could narrow that down a little bit for me, I'll be happy to do some more work on that. Thanks. All right. One more for this segment. Alan B. writes, we surprisingly lost Patrick Graham as DC, but in my mind, the rising star of the New York Giants coaching staff was Coach Henderson. Do you expect we can hold on to Coach Henderson? Yes, Alan. I'm pretty sure that Henderson has been retained and will be retained regardless of who the defensive coordinator is going to be. So, um, matter of fact, I, the Giants haven't announced any coaching uh, decisions yet, but you're right. He is a rising star, and I think I had even seen someplace that he was going to get an interview for defensive coordinator, which kind of, you know, I'll be honest with you, I looked in his background. I don't think he's ever been a defensive coordinator before, so I didn't think that was going to be the case. And like I said in the previous answer, um, the Giants narrowed it down from what I, from what the NFL Network is reporting to three guys: Sean Desai, Wink Martindale, and Steve Wilkes, all guys who have called plays before. So, uh, but yeah, I I could see definitely see Henderson. Uh, being retained. So thanks for the question. All right, Giant fans, we have one more segment to go with your email questions that have been submitted. Plus, we're going to open the box and I have an announcement for you guys. So stick around. 
All right, giant fans, we have more of Twitter Tuesday, but first, with the ever-increasing number of makes and model cars, there's only one place to find what you need quickly for your car or truck, and that's at rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family-owned business with over 20 years of offering competitive pricing on thousands of parts for every make, model, and manufacturer. Check out their website, and don't forget to right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you amazing selections reliably low prices and they ship everything right to your door that's rockauto.com check them out they have all the parts your car or truck will ever need rockauto.com all right giant fans welcome back to the locked on giants podcast i am patricia Trena, and ladies and gentlemen this is the moment we have all been waiting for, or at least I know I've been waiting for. I don't know about you, but what's in the box? We are going to, I am going to open it right here on the air. Again, for those of you who are new or watching the show for the first time, what happened was um, when I hit 1,000 subscribers on uh, YouTube, the Lockdown Network sent me lollipops. Yes, those big novel lollipops with the different color swirls and whatnot. And when I hit 2000, they sent me this little box, which I was told not to open until I hit 2000 subscribers. So I hit 2000 subscribers. I'm actually at, I think 2100 on YouTube over the weekend. So I'm gonna open the box. And I also have an announcement to make on uh, how I intend to make this show, hopefully, a little bit better for y'all. So how about we open the box here? and see what's in it all right so i have the box and for those of you who are listening i'm holding in my hand a little card that says thank you all right so i'll read that later because i don't have my reading glasses on and i can't see the tiny type that's on it but what was in the box let me just take it out of the plastic wrap here oh drum roll please all right, ladies and gentlemen, the item in the box is this. It is a mug, a ceramic mug, which I'm holding up here. It's got printing on both sides. It says, be careful or you'll end up in my podcast. So that is the item. And, you know, geez, what a coincidence because I have an announcement about the podcast and how you can be in the podcast moving forward. That's right, folks. I am pleased and maybe be a little crazy. I don't know, but uh, I'm going to, I'm going to put my faith in everybody that this, this will work out, but I am pleased to announce that I am introducing a new dial up number where those of you who want to leave questions for Twitter Tuesday or Twitter Thursday, if we do Twitter Thursdays, can do so by leaving a voice message. And what I will do is I will play the messages on the future podcast. So yes, ladies and gentlemen, you can be in my podcast if you're not careful. So I hope you will take advantage of that. All right, let me give you that number, which by the way, I will have in the show notes. And again, 
it, not just for the YouTube folks, it's also for those of you who listen to me on the audio platforms. The phone number is 732-924-8580. Um, but yeah, it's it's a, a way to, to start hearing some of your voices because look, without you ladies and gentlemen, I don't have a podcast. I don't have Giants Country. I don't have a job basically. So I am a firm believer in having these shows for the fans and you know because I used to be a fan myself still am a fan of the game so um, I'm happy to incorporate some of the audio that from you guys and gals uh, into the show And, and just you know I'll put all the details down in the show notes hope you will try it out and uh, we'll start incorporating that in the show so again thank you for 2000 Thank you for making this podcast uh, so successful. We've had record numbers of late. And uh, I guess the next item uh, or the next milestone is 5,000. So what's it going to be? We'll have to find out. I mean, maybe I'll do something instead. Well, not for the Lockdown Network, but maybe I'll do something for you guys and gals since you guys made this possible. So anyway, that is the big reveal Hopefully uh, you were as excited as I was for that. Let's get back to the remaining questions. We've got a few more we've got to get through. And uh, so let's get to those. And let's see what we have here. Uh, We've got Renato P. checks in and he has his usual uh, three questions. Renato is, is one of our regular listeners. So Renato, appreciate all the questions. You always come up with such good questions, Renato. So I appreciate them. He's from Brazil, by the way. Renato's from Brazil. So doubly appreciate that you listen to us here on the Lachlan Giants podcast. First question from Renato is license plate guy, shout out to Joe, uh, is saying that to draft nine linemen in this draft, but which names to O-line and OT should we pay attention to each round that could be there for us to pick? Um, I don't know, Renato. You know what, Renato? Here's the problem. Um, there's a lot of names that I've been looking at. And I'm as I'm going through um, the list of prospect uh, and scouting reports, and I'm doing like one or two a day over at Giants Country, um, Nick Filato's been writing those up and we've been posting them. There's a lot of options. And... I think part of this is going to depend on whether the Giants pick up a free agent, which I think they might in the second wave of free agency. Now, will that free agent be a tackle? If so, if it's a tackle, I think then the higher need becomes a left guard. Will it be a guard? And will they maybe look to draft a tackle in the top, you know, at number five or number seven? There's different ways this can go. You know, it might even be a center for all we know. Um, there's different ways to go, Renato. And and quite honestly, I have to kind of set a board up. So, Renato, I would say hold on to that question and let's circle back at the beginning of March because I'll be a little deeper into the draft prospects. Um, and I apologize. I don't have an answer for you right now on this, Renato, but uh the coaching and the GM search and the coordinator search kind of took a big chunk out and put me behind on, on some of the draft prospect stuff, but I will get caught up. I'm, I'm getting there, but not quite to where I feel comfortable saying, oh, it's definitely going to be this guy or that guy, but you know, I'll have an opinion. 
You know I will have an opinion. I've had an opinion the last several times, and I think I've been either right, I think, or, or I've missed maybe, what, once or twice in the last few years, so it's coming, so. All right, Renato, these next two questions, let's see. Uh, let's say there's hype for quarterback in this draft. Would you accept a trade, both picks five and seven, to have three first-round picks on 2020? No, no. All right, let me stop right there. I'm not trading both five and seven, Renato. No way. Team's got too many needs, um, and I'm not going to defer to get three first-round picks on the 2023 draft. Um, as tempting as that sounds, no. And I realize, you know, that question can come with the caveat that maybe the Giants will be in the market for a quarterback in 2023. Hopefully not, but uh, no, I, I need offensive linemen on this team. So I I need a pass rusher on this team. Um, what Whether it's a 3-4 or 4-3, again, it depends on the defensive coordinator. It's kind of premature. That's why I'm, that's why I'm kind of like hemming and hawing here with some of these questions, not knowing at, as I record this, if it's going to be a 3-4 base or a 4-3 base. So um, I'm doing the best I can with it. But no, I would not accept trade down for both picks five and seven. Nope. All right. Now for Renato's other question, would you expect some players like Lorenzo Carter going to Graham and the Raiders or staying? And what is your, on your perspective, what is the greater factor to Graham leaving for the Raiders? I think that is what you asked me there. Um, regarding Lorenzo Carter, I don't know necessarily that he would follow Graham to the Raiders. I suppose it's possible because a lot of players, I mean, a lot of coaches, when they go to different teams, they do bring their own players with them. But uh, I would not be surprised if the Giants try to keep Lorenzo Carter, maybe offer him what in essence is going to be like a two-year deal, but it'll basically be a one-year prove it. Um, I could see that happening. Um, and regarding uh, what I think you asked at the, as part of the second question about why Graham left, um, basically his dream job, which was working with Joe Judge, his best buddy, uh, it changed. You know, the dream ended. So a different set of circumstances. And look, Patrick Graham was also interviewed for the head coaching job, didn't get it. Um, there's got to be an element of pride in here, I think. I would think, to, to where maybe Graham said, you know what? I have options, and if it means making a lateral move someplace else, I, I'm not going to stay with the Giants since I got passed over for the job. So Steve L. asked, did we get any compensation draft picks for losing Patrick Grahams, and how does it work with losing coaches and getting picks? Steve, no, the Giants did not get any comp picks um, for losing Patrick Graham. It was a lateral move. So... Um, because it was a lateral move going from defensive coordinator to defensive coordinator, there's no, no, uh, there's no compensation there. So um, you asked about the Rooney rule and um, how does it work? Okay, so the way the Rooney rule works is it requires league teams to interview ethnic minority candidates for head coaching and senior football operation jobs. All right, and I believe... Um, the rule was expanded. I want to say might have been 2018. I think it was expanded to to include front office positions. But um, the way it works is clubs have to interview at least one diverse candidate from the career development advisory panel list or diverse 
candidate not currently employed by the club. Um, clubs have to uh, obviously track it. And um, let me see. The I think the, the way the compensation works is you get three dra uh, two third round draft picks if you I think it's if you hire a candidate um, an, uh, a diverse minority candidate I think that's how that works so but to answer your question uh, no the Giants aren't getting um, getting any comp picks so it was a lateral move if Graham had gone to the, the Minnesota Vikings as the head coach then they would have gotten uh, comp picks for for uh, losing him so all right this next question comes from Ricky who wants to know with a lot of speculation as to who would be cut and who would be traded etc combined with not kicking the can down the road would it stand to reason that personnel decisions wouldn't be made in a vacuum, but be made based on collaboration between Shane, the coaches, et cetera, deciding who they see as part of the future and who they don't. And perhaps in regard to that, there may be some restructures. Uh, yeah, Ricky, that's definitely how it's going to work. I mean, Joe Shane and, and Brian Dable are going to sit down. Um, they're going to talk about everybody on the roster. I mean, every year, the front office and the coaching staff do a complete evaluation on every player on the roster and they decide, okay, who do we want going forward and who don't we want going forward? They also look at um, free agency. They look at the draft and they say, okay, if we move on from player X, can we replace him either in free agency or in the draft? So uh, yeah, that, that process is always going to be in play. Now regarding, um, you know, restructures, that could happen, I think, um, if a player is gonna, it, it not going to yield a, a big amount of savings and is still a player who is useful or, or can fit into the team's plan. So, for example, I did an article on Giants Country. I think uh, I posted it before. If not, I'll post it again on the uh, in the show notes. And I think I had Blake Martinez as a restructure. And the only way I could see that not happening is if the Giants maybe go to a 4-3 defense. So, you know, that's why it was kind of early for me to do that, just like it's kind of early to kind of speculate who they might draft and all that stuff. But uh, there are things that can influence who the Giants might potentially cut, who they might potentially restructure and so forth. So, uh, but yeah, the bottom line is the Giants are going to need to clear at least $40 million. Um, in my write-up, I think I had them clearing $47 million or close to it. But that's subject to change. You know, there might be some guys that I, you know, once we know who the defensive coordinator is, there might be some guys that, that I say, oh, you know what, this guy, maybe they restructure him as opposed to cut him. Or, you know, maybe they cut this guy as opposed to keeping him. So lots still to determine. I mean, it's it's early in the process, but in the next few weeks, I think we'll have a better idea, especially once they figure out who's going to be on the staff and what they're going to run on defense. So, um, you know, file that question away. We can always revisit that in a show later down the line. All right. I think that is the last of the questions. Let me just make sure that I got everybody. Yes, I did. All right. Then that'll do it for us for today on the Locked on Giants podcast. As always, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening, making us your first listen of the day or on YouTube, your first watch. 
Salute. We'll catch you tomorrow.